You know, what I've learned is uh, we had a lot of hurt and struggle with co-parenting, and it took me a long time to realize that even though there's a lot of hurt there, we're both doing the best we can, have the best intentions for the children. Well, yeah, there's more to that story, more to your story, too, if you're in a blended family or thinking of going into a blended family. In fact, one in three Americans are now part of a blended family in some way, and uh, 50% of the 60 million kids in America under the age of 13 are currently in a blended family. And so this is a topic well worth discussing at uh, the Intentional Living Center. Dr. Randy here, come on in, we're live today and we're gonna do our best to give you some really practical help. But mostly I just wanna have you hear people and maybe you're one who will share your story and tell us one thing as a blended family that boy, you wanna tell somebody, be intentional about this, sir or ma'am or kids, uh, because that's really important. One thing blended families need to be intentional about. What comes to mind when I say that to you? Driving down the road, you're in a blended family. And uh, you're saying, I know what. Well, tell me. Give me a call. 888-888-1717. We're live in studio. 888-888-1717. Uh, or, of course, um, you can leave your comment after the show. But I'd love to have you join in. And by the way, when you do, you'll get a little announcement when you call on how you can receive a free 30-day devotional called uh, The One Thing Makes a Difference from Intentional Living. It's my gift to you uh, for participating in the show today. So give us a call, 888-888-1717, as succinctly as possible. Tell us one thing in a blended family you better be intentional about. 888-888-1717. Welcome on Facebook as well. Those of you who've joined us, we're live uh, streaming on Facebook as well. And uh, you're welcome to share your comment or just give us a call, 888-888-1717. We'll get to your calls here uh, very quickly. Um, that, was, that, uh, that call you heard at the beginning was just a clip from a call I had from Josh in Arizona. And he had more to that story. I thought I'd have, it sh- have him share it with you. Uh, and then we'll take your calls. 888-888-1717. Here's Josh. You know, what I've learned is uh, we had a lot of hurt and struggle with co-parenting and it took me a long time to realize that even though there's a lot of hurt there we're both doing the best we can have the best intentions for the children Mm. so it takes a lot of compromise for us to to agree on things but you know it came down to me changing my perspective and to lead with love to realize that we're both coming from the same place yeah and sometimes that's not easy to do Um, no definitely not how long you been married? Uh, I've currently been married three years. Three years. Yeah, I think if we if because what happens is we judge uh, we judge our own selves by our intentions, and then we judge other people by what we view as their behavior. And uh, if we take hmm. if we flip that and say, hey, we, I'm really judging another person that that they're I, I believe they're coming at this with their best intentions. That really does change your mar- your heart and your attitude toward dealing with a person. Absolutely. Sure. I 100% agree with that. All right. Well, good for you. How many kids do you have, Josh? Uh, four children. And what, you, what is your greatest challenge blending? Uh, my greatest challenge blending? Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely definitely is the co-parenting. Just because, like I said, you know, with the uh, 
with the divorce, unfortunately, there was a lot of hurt and hurt feelings about it. So it took a long time for communication to open up. All right. So it is that right back to that co-parenting and you're deciding to look at it as best intentions as opposed to worst intentions. Exactly. Benefit of the doubt always and just to lead with love and know that we're all coming from the best place and that's uh, the best intentions for the children. Very good. Thank you, Josh. Uh, talked to him a while ago. I thought I'd share that with you to get us started. Uh, phone lines, you're welcome. They're, they're uh, taking calls. Amy's taking your call raise now at 888 to be a part of the show. And so what we're asking is this. One thing that blended families better be intentional about. What's your best advice? Holly in Michigan, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. What's that one thing that's important? Stability. How did, what does I that look that like? A, oh my gosh, routines and boundaries. Uh, you have to establish those early on and you have to stick to them no matter, no matter what it is. And if you need to change things, then that needs to go through the court and not necessarily through you. So that way it's all reflected on... Um, you know, in writing so that you guys have that, that stability and routine and you can stick to it. So you're thinking more from the standpoint of the relationship with an ex-spouse and parenting? Yeah. Now, are you remarried? Are, yeah, are, are you blending now? Um, I am currently dating right now. Uh, my spouse and I separated ex-spouse uh, about five years ago. Um, and I'm currently dating my... Um, prospective partner now does not have kids so that's you know kind of a challenge uh, for him to come into a world with two i have two kids mm-hmm. um so well, yeah, what, what are you concerned about when you think about remarrying what, what are some of the concerns of blending uh the kids obviously taking to that um, new partner making sure that they're the right fit um they have a, they can establish a good uh, foundation and a relationship with that new partner, um, and that the, obviously that new partner coming in is is uh, going to be a parental unit for that child, so they're going to be also involved with potentially the you know the ex spouse. Mm-hmm. So establishing that relationship too, making sure that that's stable and that there's no hard feelings or you know chaos or drama that comes with that. What ages are your kids? Uh, seven and eight. What would they think of you remarrying? Oh, um, I mean, I think right now they are, they, they like my new partner. Um, they have a good relationship with him. So I feel like my daughter is really, she would love to see me remarried. She wants to have another, another person to love her in her life. Mm. And that's the only, that's the blessing that comes with, um, if you do separate, if you do find that other spouse that comes in uh, is it's just another person that loves that child wholly. So. Well, it sounds like you, you obviously um, know some of the issues and concerns and, uh, uh, and with your, with your ex-spouse, what I heard you say is making sure things are stable and writing is clear, the relationships, because a blended family can be increasingly complicated when there's ex-spouse issues. And so all of those factors, you know, we talk about the word blending. It's interesting. I think of a blender, you know, you put stuff in a blender and it just kind of all goes through it. And then you got this nice new little thing that you, you want to eat or drink or whatever. Uh, I'm wondering if blending really is what happens sometimes 
You ever put stuff in the blender and it just kind of it jerks and shakes and gets stuck? And, you know, you could put a lot of pieces into a blender. And uh, those are kind of word pictures, aren't they? Okay, Holly, thank you for your for your call. Love your advice. Uh, love your input. I mean, you're, you guys are going through this, many of you. If the stats are correct, one in three of our listeners probably are being touched in some way by a blended family. And what's one thing you just say, hey, listen, for others thinking about all this, you better be intentional about this one thing. 888-888-1717. Heather weighs in from uh, Wisconsin. Hi, Heather. How you doing? I'm doing well today. Thank Good. you. Good. What's your one thing? Uh, my one thing is to absolutely be mindful of what you say about the uh, other set of parents, because no matter what you say, you're kind of shaking that child's foundation out from under them. And if they don't have a good foundation, they're mm-hmm. not going to do well. Has this been an issue they in really your, in your situation? <laughs> has this been an issue? Um, yes, it has been in, in the past and it's gotten gotten better as the children have gotten older because they're less directly involved because they're older and we kind of allow them to make their own decisions about mm-hmm. things better. But when they were very small, because I've been with my other half for 16 years and we have three families that came together because he had two children with two other ladies before we got together. So yeah, it's been complicated. 19, 16, 12 and 10 and the 12 and 10 are our children together. And the, the other two are from other families and, it's it's been a trying situation, so so it's uh, so one the, girl and all this bundle. So in, in the other families, some talk may be going on or has gone on in the past about how we do things here and how the, how they do things over at uh, your house and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a different set of rules when they come into our home that they need to follow because we're a little more strict, uh-huh. but we have to be because we have a blended family and we don't want to things that are troubling for them to come into our household. So So what do you tell your kids when they, when they try to compare and contrast or um, draw you into the middle of something? Um, I try to tell them that this is how things go here and that I'm sorry that it's complicated for you to understand that, but you know, you go to school and there's different sets of rules too. So everywhere there's stuff a little different. Mm -hmm. So, have you ever been trapped with guilt, feeling guilty like you have to give in or, or do something as a result of your kids putting you in that kind of a spot? Um, I have felt back into the corner a little bit about that, and so that's been kind of trying because uh, they have a lot more lenient spending on things when they're with their other family members. And so with having to have all four of them together it makes it so you have to be more budgeted. And so it's mm-hmm. like you have to say no more, and that's kind of hard. So. Does, it, does that feel a little competitive? It does. Yeah. Like, okay, here, the kids come, and they got all this goody stuff over there, and that's not in our budget. It's easy to, to uh, get trapped in that, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that not only in blended families, that can just be in – and uh, families that are not blended when they compare and contrast with their neighbors and their friends and all that kind of thing. And uh, stay yeah, in the course. Yeah, saying from back in the day, the keeping up with the Joneses kind of idea, yeah. you know? The, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you can plug in any name you want, but uh, we're never going to keep up. All right. Hey, Heather, thank you for sharing today. Appreciate it. Thanks for your call from Wisconsin. You getting uh, ready for Thanksgiving? 
Absolutely. I'm actually off for the first time in quite a few years. So, Well, good for you. You guys have the 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 uh, Thanksgiving-type weather. You have snow yet there in Wisconsin? Uh, we've had a couple of inches. Not really anything significant yet. So, Yeah, it's always nice at, at Thanksgiving time. All right, well, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, good, good advice. Uh, I think this thing of comparing and contrasting and guilt can be a big thing in a blended family. You feel like you need to keep up and the kids come and maybe they got different clothes and they, you say, well, I can't afford all that. And they get a special trip or gifts or whatever. Listen, set your values. Be clear who you are. I'm telling you long term, your kids will not look back and say, you know, I love so-and-so more than I love so-and-so because I got a better pair of shoes. That just ain't the way it works. You love those kids. You be consistent with those kids. You tell them about Jesus and you live Jesus in front of them every day. And uh, you raise them right and, and not compare and, and not criticize and just do the next right one thing. That's intentional living. And I'll tell you what, you're going to be better off at the end of this than if you try to play the games. All right. You're welcome to join in. We got those of you on the, on the hold. Hang on. We'll get to you. We're going to stay here after the show live and record that more. I'd love to have blended family representatives from all over the country join us and tell us one thing that you better be intentional about if you're going to blend a family, sir or ma'am, uh, or you might shoot yourself in the foot. And that hurts. 888-888-1717. Jennifer, push the button for a break and we'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Can Intentional Living help me with anxiety about the future? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. Every time we talk about anxiety, we get a lot of views. It seems like it goes way up. And the reason for that is because it's a major problem in the United States. So let me share with you three intentional things that you can do to help. Number one, plan for the future, but be mindful of the moment. The closer you and I live in this moment, the less anxiety we will experience. Number two, meditate on scripture and God's intentional love and protection for you. Memorizing scripture and being able to recall it when it's needed will be very helpful to you. And number three, surround yourself with people of faith that will help build you up in your spirit. When you do those things, that's intentional living. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. All right, the lines are busy, busy. We're talking blended families today, putting two families together. Sometimes it ends up being three or four families, right? Um, and they're all different. You know that if you're in a blended family. How many in America? 50% of the 60 million children in the U.S. under 13 are currently in a blended family. That's one in three. Big topic. Phone lines are jammed. Um, so you know we've hit a nerve. And you're sharing one thing. Hey, listen, what is intentional living? Doing the next right one thing. Um, saving regret. So let me ask you a question. What one thing should blended families be intentional about. Now, there's probably many, but one thing that percolates to the surface for you, 888 Let me go to Deborah 
Deborah, Deborah in Michigan. Hi there, Deborah. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's that one thing that you would uh, recommend? Well, my, my one thing is you have to be intentional with your words. So about 15, 16 years ago, I met someone outside of um, my broken marriage, and he had a single son, and I had um, two children from uh, my previous marriage, and our oldest, so his son and my oldest, were only six months apart, and they were only four and a half and five at the time. Now, of course, they're 19 and 19 and a half, but I had to be intentional with my words. What kind I, of... If I said I was going to do something, oh. I needed to be able to, to prove it. I needed to be able to do it, and the same for my soon-to-be husband. We needed to make sure that whatever was said in our household, it was going to happen. Is it because, did, did you get uh, some repercussions early on because that didn't happen or what? Um, we were we were really intentional. I mean, we had decided that before the children had even met because we had talked um, through the phone and, you know, we had met up ourselves without the children. So when we, you know, eventually got the kids together, we had already established that we had, whatever we said was going to happen. And so for the kids, because they were so impressionable, um, they didn't really, you know, know any different because if we said it, we were going to do it. Or if we said we weren't, we weren't. So we were just intentional from the get-go. And that made a smooth transition or smoother than it could have been um, into a blended family. Now, you've been at this 16 years, you said? Uh, something like that. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Lost count, huh? Uh, yeah, because right now we are one, one happy family. Um, you know, I've got one that's graduating from high school, one that's in college, one that's a freshman, and the, the one that we have together, because we did end up having one child together, um, he's in seventh grade. So we've been at it a while, and not that we know everything, but we, we try to, to share the wealth when we do meet people yeah. who um, have a blended family or are pursuing that. Well, what surprised you after you uh, got married? Was there something you, you said we weren't really prepared for? The thing that I'm going to tell you is his son ended up having um, fetal alcohol, bipolar, ADHD, ODD. So mm. his son was our unprepared. You know, we were really struggling with him. And so he had a lot of issues, even though we were aware of where he was at and how to help him and things, because I'm a teacher. Um, and so we, we had our struggle with him, but it was basically getting him to realize that he was not an only child anymore and he was loved more than ever. So you had some parenting challenges uh, that you didn't really anticipate with the day you got married. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And of course, any family could have that, but uh, what, what kind of pressure did that put on your marriage? It put a lot of pressure on our marriage. Actually, my husband ended up moving out of our house while we were married and rented another house because we were afraid for the safety of all of the children. So we actually were paying two rent payments hmm. at one point in time for about four months because we needed to make sure everybody had a reset. Interesting. So you, you, you made it work and you had some tough times. What do you say to someone in a blended family who's going through it right now, whatever it is, and they're feeling like, well... Um, this one's not going to work either, and, and they're ready to bail out, but they're just going through a tough time. Don't give up. The Lord is there. Amen. Okay. Hey, thank you, Deborah from Michigan. Happy Thanksgiving to you, okay? And to you as well. Thank you. All right. Very, very positive.
Uh, you're welcome to join in. Our phone lines have just reopened to you at 888 And uh, we'll be here for another 8 or 10 minutes live, and then we'll record for later uh, in the week uh, the program. And uh, we're opening the lines exclusively to those of you who are in or been through a blended family, and you're thinking, here's one thing. Listen, if you're going to blend a family, guys, you better be intentional about this one thing. We've heard about words, about um, the importance of uh, being positive, stability, um, raising children. What is it that you want to contribute? 888-888-1717 is the number. I'll tell you what, let's take another quick break. And then uh, Sherry uh, and Susan, let me see here. I'll be back uh, with, uh, where am I going? Susan next. Um, I'll be back with you in just a moment. Hang on. And I think the very first question we should ask every morning when we get up is, why am I here? Why am I here? I don't mean, why am I here, you know, in this place today? <laughs> That's a good question, too. But a greater question is, why am I alive in the 21st century? Why did God allow me to be here in 2022? What is my purpose? What is the reason for my existence? That's an excerpt from the teaching this month on Intentional Living's five basic questions to reveal some powerful answers to help you in your life, blended family or otherwise. Members, watch for it. It comes to you here about mid-month, every month, by audio and video. And for new members joining us today, we'll make sure that you receive it as well, the entire teaching on these five questions from Intentional Living. Just go to theintentionallife.com theintentionallife.com. Talking blended families, let's go to Sherry in Michigan. Sherry, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Good. Appreciate your call. What's uh, what's the one thing that's helped you in a blended family? Um, I, I think the really important thing that helped us is um, pushing forward with developing uh, relationships with our adult children. So my husband and I have been married for six years and our children are all now uh, 23 to 32. And it was so really they were, important. So they, they were older when you married? Correct. Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, and it was really important for us to develop those relationships with the kids. It's when you're, when you're little, when your kids are little, it's easier to get to know them through activities or different things. But when they were all living out of the house, you know, you really had to be more, um, be more assertive in your attempts to, to build those relationships mm -hmm. because you're not trying to take the place of their parent, but you do want them to know that you care about them. You love them. And, you know, having a relationship with them is very important. What did your kids and uh, your husband's kids think about you guys getting married? Um, I think it was a little bit easier um, for his, his kids, um, they, his, he and his ex-wife had been separated for longer than my ex-husband and I had. So I think for my kids, it was still um, a little, it was harder for them just because it was sooner. Um, but our kid, we're really fortunate because all of our children get along very well. I mean, they, we've not had one problem. Um, they're all really, really good kids. But I think it was just a little bit harder for my two just because it was uh, sooner. What were, some of the, what were some of the things you, you and your husband maybe... Uh, weren't quite prepared for, but after you got married, you had to work through. Um, you know, I think honestly, it was just um, almost like conflict resolution. Um, my husband is probably more of the disciplinarian, 
um, than I would what I would be. Like I can see a little bit more gray than than he can sometimes. But where his strength came in is he's much better about talking through things to the end, even if it's a rougher conversation. He he's really taught me a lot about just communicating um, and expressing you know just different thoughts and ideas and talking it through till everybody's at a good place, which is a really positive thing. Mm. So how are you guys doing at this stage? Um, really good. I, I mean, we, I think we've worked through a lot. I mean, it, the first couple of years had some rough spots, but I am very comfortable. I, I mean, we were very fortunate. We have a really good group of kids and a good marriage, so I can't ask for anything more. Mm, good for you. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that today. I hope you guys have a, a great Thanksgiving. All right. Thank you. You too. Uh, have bye a good bye. day. You know, speaking of Thanksgiving, that's coming up next week. And, um, one of the things with blended families, we can even talk about that, but that's a whole other issue of how do you share, you got two, three families, four families, and and they come and spend 10 minutes with you, and then they go to the other family and the other family. And and uh, for like our kids, you know, we have every other year, they're, they're, they're with us. Um, and this is the year they're not with us. So we're going to be turkeyless. Turkeyless on Thanksgiving Day. Um but we get to spend the weekend before, so this weekend will be our Thanksgiving. We get to do it ahead of time, so our family will be together, and we'll do Thanksgiving. I guess there's nothing that has to be on that day. You can have Thanksgiving. This this weekend we'll be doing that, except for our daughter and three of our grandkids and son-in-law living in Africa. And I was talking to her yesterday, and uh, and I said, well, we're going to really miss you. And she said, well, just come on over. <laughs> That's a 30-hour flight on an airplane into the middle of nowhere. Okay, so I said, no, I don't think so. Not this year. <laughs> anyway, uh, Thanksgiving is coming. Um, I'll tell you what, we got to wrap this up, don't we, in just a minute here. Uh, we're live today. We're talking blended families, but we have uh, some on the line. In fact, hold on, uh, Timothy. We're going to get to you here in just a moment and uh, hear, hear your story about the kids, and that's an important point, so hang on. But we're going to do that off air. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to stay here in the studio for the next half hour and just let the uh, machines run and record another show that will air on Friday of this week. And uh, so you can participate in it. And the question is just really, you know, it's really simple. If you're in a blended family, you've learned something. We know this is tough. We know the statistics are not always encouraging when it comes to blended families. So we want you to be encouraging and sharing one thing Telling someone coming up behind you, please be intentional about this one thing in your relationship with those kids, step family, and your new spouse. What is that one thing? 888-888-1717 is the number. And uh, we'll get at the calls here in just a moment once we wrap up the show here. 888-888-1717. And also on the show, I'm going to talk to Jennifer, who is our engineer here. She's in a blended family, and you're going to tell us a little bit of your story. Is that okay, Jennifer? All right. We'll hear your story coming up as well. Amy, thank you for your help. Stephen Davis is on vacation for a few days. And Andrew, thank you for the Facebook, all of our friends on Facebook. Again, you can post your comments there. Uh, and join us again coming up on Friday on Facebook. We'll be talking the same topic. Share with someone. Tell them to join in on Friday. Listen, view from anywhere around the world. Love to have you be a part of it on Facebook. Again, go to theintentionallife.com 
And uh, that's where you can find out about the ministry, support the ministry, and get helpful resources from the ministry. Okay? Or if you want to call and talk to me right now, 888-888-1717. I'm here. I'd love to talk to you about blended families. For all of us here, have a great day. We'll see you next time talking about opposite sex friendships tomorrow on Intentional Living.